This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. We'll get to the podcast. First, though, what if there was a progressive liberal phone company targeting conservative candidates and organizations? Would you want to switch to a conservative phone company to help fight against their liberal agenda or do nothing and accept that as the cost of owning a phone? Well, now you can take action. That's why Patriot Mobile was created. Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk, text, and high-speed 4G LTE data and donates up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. You get the same quality service, the latest and greatest phones, along with competitive prices. Go to patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524. Finally, a mobile phone company that supports the conservative values that you believe in. patriotmobile.com slash blaze or call 877-367-7524. PatriotMobile.com slash Blaze. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. How are you? Those of you listening live on the Blaze Radio Network, and if you are from Kansas City, St. Louis, Missouri, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Des Moines, Iowa, Norman, Oklahoma, Northern Texas, say, I don't know, uh, Irving, Carrollton, South Lake, on up to Oklahoma border. That shake this morning was an earthquake. That was a 5-6 magnitude from Oklahoma. Be prepared for aftershocks. It was a less than two hours ago, if you're listening live. Um, I didn't feel it. So I don't know what that says, but all everybody around me felt it, but I didn't feel it. I've only felt one earthquake since living here in Texas. And I was sitting right where I'm sitting now in the Blaze Radio studio slash my office and uh it's not really an office i mean they just look to be a place to sit let's be honest and uh i mean to tell you it's 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 a really if you have not felt an earthquake the sensation is strange to say the least and if you have felt one you know exactly what it was i felt uh, i think it was well, it was less than a five six. It was over. I don't even think it was a four. It was three something. And I mean, the walls shake and the floors move, and the it's like, what is going on? So, yes, that was an earthquake that woke you up this morning. It was not this broadcast. Okay. So be prepared for aftershocks. Now, yesterday something happened to one of my co-workers here at the Blaze Radio Network and, you know, a friend. I mean, I, I know him personally. He's a good guy. And 
it's one of the things that, as a parent, you don't want ever to happen to you or anyone else. I'm going to read you his Facebook page. It's from Joe Pags. You can share it if you don't know about it, and share it again if you do. It's a personal request for help. This is from Joe Pags. My just-turned-16-year-old daughter, Gabby, is missing. He had been asked not to make this public until now. We need her home. You've heard her singing on my show, and you've seen our Facebook videos together. The information is detailed, and they should be easy to spot. Please contact the number on the picture or me through a direct message immediately if you've seen them. We need her home. Gabby, we love you and miss you so much, baby. Come home now, Daddy. She's 16. She's been missing for, this will be, I think, the fourth day. They were asked not to talk about it for a couple of days. Uh, He said yesterday on his uh, broadcast that they believe that it could be possible they're in California now. Um, Why she ran away is unknown. Why do teenagers run away? Everyone thinks that everyone tries to do their best as a parent. I mean, nobody does it right. And what is right as a parent? What's right is you love them. We all don't know what goes on behind closed doors. There's no question about that. We don't know what other struggles Gabby is going through. We know that she's believed to be with Christopher Lee Fretwell, born in 1987. He's almost 30 years old. Now, Joe made a point of not making any accusations, don't want to, you know, say bad things about anyone. He just wants his daughter home. I shared it on my Jeff Fisher Radio Facebook page. Tweeted it out at JeffyMRA Twitter. You can share that or you can go to Joe Pag's page and his Twitter page and share it out and take a look if you're in those areas. And see if you see her, report it. I would say if you see him, Christopher Lee Fretwell, report it. He may not be involved. So I hesitate to call him what I'm thinking. He may just actually be a person of interest in the missing teenage girl, Gabby, Joe Pag's daughter. They were last seen in a Toyota Camry with a Texas license plate. GZZ1279. It's a white. 2011 Toyota Camry, Texas plates. She's got blonde hair. 
said. What makes a teenager run away? I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. The frustration of being a teenager is <laughs> unbelievable for every teenager. I mean, for uh, obviously for me, it was you know a couple hundred years ago when I was a teenager, but I do real remember what it was like. I also remember as a little kid, uh, you know, running away. I'm not going to do it, and you can't make me, and I'm going to leave. And I remember packing up a suitcase and walking down the block to the corner store and standing there and telling the store guy I was I was out. And being the, uh, you know, 800-pound little kid, he reminded me that there wasn't going to be any food out there on the road. And there's really no place to sleep out there on the road. That little suitcase isn't going to keep you warm. You can hang out here in front of the store as long as you'd like, but you can't stay here all night. So I put my tail between my legs, or my suitcase between my legs, and Shuffled back home in about an hour. But I remember... (laughs) Not an idiot. But that's just being a little kid being mad. As a 16-year-old, you obviously have more options than a 7- or 8-year-old. If you see or can help in any way get Joe Pag's daughter back to them, help. I'm sure whatever problems they have, she has, they'll work it out. But never. Teenagers listening. Got to be a got to be a better way. A lot of bad things out there in the world. And sometimes it feels like there's no way out. But there is. There is. And it starts with being with the people that love you and the people that want to help you. So if you can help Joe Pags get his daughter back, it'll be a start making the world a better place. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, this is Jeff Fisher. Let me tell you about this, and then we'll get to the show, okay? If you're in the market for a new mattress, Casper.com slash Fisher should be the next website you visit. Casper created one perfect mattress that sold directly to you at a shockingly fair price, eliminating the need to endure one of those commissioned salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper shipped for free right to your door. 
delivered in a sleek, how the heck did it fit in their box? You just let it unfold, and there you have it. One of the most supportive sleep surfaces ever designed, hassle-free. Casper, made in America. Time Magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Obsessively engineered with breathable latex and memory foams that are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights risk-free. You don't love it? They'll pick it up, refund you everything. Right now, get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash fisher. Casper.com, promo code fisher. Terms and conditions apply. Casper.com slash fisher. is the Jeff Fisher Show. I'm coming. I'm coming. My headphone, you don't want to know. You don't care. Hi, welcome to the broadcast. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. You, uh, before this broadcast, you listen to a little Mike Opelka and Pierre Opelka. Coming up uh, immediately after this broadcast is Chris Salcedo, noon to three, Mike Slater, and then Joe Pags. And uh, I hope that uh, by the time Joe Pags comes on the Blaze Radio Network, he has good news about his daughter. Um, also, uh, news on the Blaze Radio programming side. Um, you saw, if you follow things about the Blaze and listen to the Blaze Radio Network, that yesterday was the last day of (sighs) Jay Severin. Finished up his broadcast time on the Blaze Radio Network yesterday. And Chris will have some news for you about what he's going to be doing. Chris Salcedo, what he's going to be doing on the Blaze Radio Network. I think you can guess. And then next week, uh, right after me on this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network, uh, Lawrence Jones will be doing noon to three on Saturdays on the Blaze Radio Network. So uh, there's you know some lineup changes going on at the Blaze Radio Network, but all hopefully for the good. Jay will be missed. He was a good man. I like Jay Severin. Made me laugh. It was funny. He was a good guy. I wish him the best. Always. Look, this is business. I mean, we've I've been blessed working at a number of places that uh, kept me around probably longer than they should have. No, I didn't mean that. I mean, kept, didn't keep me around long enough is what they, what, what they did. And, uh, you know, really, the business has changed a lot over the years, but it's still entertainment and it's still broadcasting and it's still, uh, you know, if you're not filling, uh, if, you're, if the time between commercials ain't that good, you got to go. Have a nice day. I mean, that's just that's this business. Television, radio, entertainment, all of it. And it sucks. But that's the way it is. That's the business that we chose to get in. Or some of us did anyway. Um, 
That's it. All right, so you can follow me on Twitter, at JeffyMRA. Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio, and Instagram, at JeffyMRA. Also, uh, immediately following this broadcast today, sometime uh, the last couple of weeks, we have uh, Brad Staggs and myself have been doing a Facebook Live broadcast um, from Irving, from the Mercury Studios, and today will be no different. We will have a special Labor Day weekend Facebook Live broadcast and I just want to go on record as saying that today will be an excellent broadcast as well. Last week we had the uh, golf cart races. And um, this week we're going to uh, do something that I'll tell you what we're going to do later in the broadcast, later in this broadcast. Uh, but we for sure are going to do something that will be worth your time. And, you know, of course, just like this show, if you don't, hear it and or see it live, you can always download it and watch it later on the Blaze Facebook page. And if you want to hear this show, you just go to the Blaze radio page and download the show. Hello. Real easy. But, you know, I'm happy to have you along for the for the live ride, too. No problem. Had the big hurricane. Uh, we'll talk to, uh, we'll get a fl- report from Florida. Uh, first landfall of a hurricane in Florida in 11 years. I was part of those uh, those 11 and 12 years ago hurricanes in Florida. It seemed like they would never end. I was working for a station in Tampa, uh, 970 WFLA, the mothership. Um, and, uh, of course, we were in Operation Stormwatch. And it just it seemed like we were in Operation. It seemed like we were in, i got to say it right if when I say it, Operation Stormwatch all the time. From the beginning of hurricane season to the end of hurricane season. And maybe before and after. And we were always, uh, one year, I mean, I mean, my daughter was born the first day of hurricane season, June 1st. And I remember, uh, you know, that was, we always uh, broadcast from our bunker, the hurricane bunker on first day of Hurricane season to let you know that we've got a place to go and we'll be on the air as long as we can for Operation Stormwatch. So I'm sure they were. They were probably in uh, Operation Stormwatch mode in Tampa this past week, for sure the last couple of days. So we'll get a report on Hurricane uh, Hermine, Hermini, whatever they're calling that thing, and uh, see what happens. But I just was doing a little report about... Uh, uh, Florida and FEMA, I believe, uh, states like Florida, if you don't, uh, coming up, uh, no climate change planning, uh, no money. Isn't that special? Now, this story uh, reads uh, from the Tampa Bay Times that uh, it's tougher for governors to deny man-made climate change. Starting next year, the agency will approve disaster preparedness funds only for states whose governors approve hazard mitigation plans that address climate change. That is absolutely agonizing, okay? Environmentalists have been pressing FEMA to include global warming in its hazard mitigation guidelines for almost three years. It issued draft rules last October and officially reached the new procedures last week as 
the partisan politics around climate change has been intensifying. Hasn't it? Hasn't it been intensifying? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, it has. Okay. The challenges posed by climate change, such as more intense storms, and as I say, such as more intense storms, just don't forget that uh, the first hurricane in 11 years just made landfall in Florida. Frequent heavy precipitation, heat waves, drought, extreme flooding, higher sea levels could significantly alter the types of magnitudes of hazards impacting states in the future. Yeah, FEMA, it's called weather. And then we see the story out of Louisiana where people that are self-reliant and locals who are helping, uh, you saw uh, Mercury One was down there, uh, mercuryone.org, by the way, were down there, and uh, these people were going out of their way to help each other, Okay. Remember, we called them uh, Cajun Navy, helping people down there. They began cooking, donating food. Others helped flood victims begin gutting their homes. Then, of course, the government came and said, uh, no, uh, no, don't. No, we don't want you doing that because we want to make sure that you get the right permits and uh, everything is right. Um, yeah, no, um, no, if you're going to be rescuing people, we've got a charge and, uh, we've got to take care of that. So don't you do anything without the government. So anytime that you do hear, um, hello, we're from the government and we're from, we're here to help. Right. Good luck with that. The Jeff Fisher Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Coming up immediately after this broadcast, Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. You can follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio, and of course Instagram. At Jeffy MRA, what would you say if I asked you about the national anthem of the United States of America? You know, the country most of you listening to this broadcast live in. We've had quite a do with uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, the last couple weeks, uh, refusing to stand during the national anthem on the sidelines before his National Football League play starts. Uh, Many people have come to his rescue. Many people have called him out, saying, uh, no, Colin, uh, what are you doing? Uh, We've had the one guy from ESPN, what's his 
I got to find the story now. I was just thinking of his stupid name. He called him out and then came out and apologized. Are you freaking kidding me? It's unbelievable to me. Do I have the story up here? Hold on. I thought I had the story up of the of my man from ESPN. What? Stupid name. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Feinbaum. Paul Feinbaum is a stupid name. And he comes and he bashed Kaepernick and then got beat up so bad he comes back and apologizes. And my eyes are wider now. Man, oh man. Paul, if you needed the gig so that you had to feed your family, no problem. I mean, I'm, you know, it is a problem, really. You you know, stand up and say what you believe, but I'm sorry that, you know, that should tell you exactly where you're at, Paul, and the rest of America, exactly where you're at. I mean, that is, I don't know that I, I could, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know that I could do that. Maybe, maybe, you know, it comes down to feeding your family and keeping the roof over your head. But if that's the case, if you're doing it for that purpose, then don't say, don't start giving your real opinions on things. You're a sports guy. Just do the sports. Do the stories without the Paul Feinbaum spin. And if you tell me, well, that's what I'm here for, to give you the Paul Feinbaum swim. Uh, no, you're not. You just proved that wrong. So what would you say if I said, uh, oh, say, can you see? What would you, what would you say? Would you follow it up? Would you follow it up? Well, college students at the University of Maryland were asked about Colin Kaepernick, and then they were asked about the National Anthem. The Colin Kaepernick is almost as bad as the National Anthem, to be honest with you. I mean, I I don't know that I can take this whole clip, because it's going to drive me. It, I listened to it yesterday, and it about, I about blew a blood, blood vessel out of my head. Uh, so I'm going to play it for you. It's from Campus Reform. They do a great job uh, with these with these videos which you're listening to audio wise here on the blaze radio network um they always do a great job and i always feel like well okay they put it together and you know they got the dumbest people and so all the really smart ones this is how i live with myself all the really smart ones didn't you know that answered correctly or sang the right verse they didn't put those in the clip so you're good Okay, the clip that's that's the worst. That's because they just picked they put that together. But all the really good ones, of course, they didn't use them. I mean, it wouldn't make the video and the audio any good, right? Right. So, take a sip of coffee, prepare your blood vessel, that main one that runs right through the middle of your forehead. If that explodes, I'm sorry, you were warned. 
I'm Cabot Phillips with Campus Reform. This week, Colin Kaepernick sparked outrage when he refused to stand for the national anthem before last week's football game. Today, we're at the University of Maryland mm. asking students their opinions on this silent protest, as well as testing their knowledge said that. of the Star Spangled Banner. Yeah, I already said I that. I think what he did was, like, heroic. I think it's great. Ah! It's a message, and that's exactly what I feel like this country needs. Like, uh... I would Do think it's end? pretty heroic. I like that oh my God. people that stand up for what they believe in. And I understand why he resents the flag in the first place. Okay. You do? Um, so I don't yeah. I don't necessarily think it was heroic. I do think it was a form of protest. Um, I feel like in a sense he is committing something that is heroic. I'm going to give a line for the national anthem. Okay, stop for just a second. All right. Because if I if you didn't stop it, I was going to be the one to blow the blood vessel. I think he's really doing something heroic. Is he? Okay, go ahead. You're gonna give the next line. And we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna work through it together. All right. All right. Oh, say can you see? Oh, uh, uh, by the dawn's early lie. Oh, there you go. Oh, dawn's early lie, right? Light, light. <laughs> oh, say can you see? I don't know it. Oh, by the. I I don't know it. Whose broad stripes and bright stars? Uh, what so proudly we hailed as the flag was still gleaming? <laughs> I don't know. What so proudly we hailed by the ballot? Whose broad stripes and bright stars Th- through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched? Oh boy. As the da 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 da, whose broad stripes <laughs> and bright stars. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know this part. Okay, I really yeah, don't no, know I this don't part. Know. When yeah. the home of the brave. I know like the tune, but like I don't know the words. Okay, maybe we'll yeah, have a, like, a national anthem course to enroll in next semester at Maryland, right? Um, for sure. For sure, you know, like and the home. Of the, I gotta clap now because the game's gonna start. I seriously, I'm at a loss again. I about, it's unbelievable to me. Please, please, campus reform. Tweet me, call me, email me. Let me know. You took the worst ones and made the video so that all the really good ones, and we had you know hundreds of students that got it right, hundreds of students that said, Colin Kaepernick is not a hero. Okay? We had hundreds of students tell us that, but these few that you see in the video, we, those were the only ones. Those were the only ones. And so we just put those together because it's funny and we wanted to, you know, have people think that they were going to, you know, blow a blood vessel. But um, that's it. That was it. Because the rest of it, everybody, everybody knew the words. Didn't think Colin was a hero. Right? Right? This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, say can you see? Uh, by the dawn's early lie. By the dawn's early lie, right? Light. Light. Oh, say can you see? I don't know it. By the... I don't don't know it. Whose broad stripes and bright stars? What so proudly we hailed? As the fire was still gleaming? I don't know. What so proudly we hailed? By the palette. Whose broad stripes and bright stars? Through the perilous fight? Or the ramparts we watched? As the 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 whose broad stripes and bright stars. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know this part. I really don't know this part. When the home of the brave. I know like the tune, but like I don't know the words. Okay, maybe we'll have a uh, a national tune. anthem course to enroll in next semester at Maryland, right? Um, for sure. Um, for sure. Um, for sure. Maybe you should. Um, for sure. I don't know it. And the, 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 I mean, I know the tune, but I just don't know the words. I could sing it for you. And people don't want that. People do not want me to sing the Star Spangled Banner. I'm sorry. Maybe you do a poll. Maybe I'll, sing it. Maybe I'll do it for you, you know, just as a side note for you. I sound better in the in the shower. Maybe I'll, you know, maybe I'll record myself singing in the shower because that's where I sound the best. But the plus, I mean, and the home of the brave, yeah, yeah. Oh, say, can you, can you, um, man, I know the tune. And the rockets red, yeah, yeah, the, um, uh, yeah, the the bombs bursting in the air. That's why I hate this country. Yeah, that's why Colin Kaepernick's a hero. Okay, bombs bursting in the air. That's right. They gave proof through the night that the flag was still there. I hate the flag too. I hate what the flag represents. It represents America, the United States of America. The stars bangle yet way and the whole play ball of the brave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate the national. I can't take it. If you raise, I swear to you, if you raise a child that doesn't know the national anthem. They can't say the Pledge of Allegiance. They can't stand up. You don't have to participate. You don't have to put your hand over your heart. You don't have to say it. You do have to know it. If you don't believe in it, you can still show respect. Just like when another country plays their national anthem and you're at a game or you're at some event, you stand up and show respect to that country. It doesn't make you any less of a person to show respect for someone else. 
Home of the... I know the tune. I just can't. <laughs> what is it? I hate it anyway. Maybe we should have a class with the National Anthem. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Right? We should. Because, man, when they... When you talked about the bombs bursting in that song, I hate them. It makes it does not make you any less of a human being to show respect for someone else. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. And to be in college, an institution, and I, I use quotation marks here, uh, an institution of higher learning. I guess the emphasis has been taken away from learning and put on higher at the universities these days. But, holy crap. You know, though, speaking of universities, today, I know college football started Thursday night, but today really is opening day. College football. Saturday, NCAA. Kind of looking forward to it. Football's back, baby. And the hall of the what is that? Um, what is that? The and the home of. Bombs, the bombs were bursting. I hate America for that. Just can't take it. Bastards. Not standing up for a country where bombs were bursting in air. Brave, brave, that's it. That was the end. Brave, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's play ball. Let's play ball. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Don't forget, uh, coming up immediately after this broadcast, are Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all for your Labor Day weekend enjoyment right here on the Blaze Radio Network. Hopefully, uh, Joe Pags will have some good news about his daughter uh, returning home uh, for on his broadcast today on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, we have got... Uh, you have no idea 
And and you do because I tell you, really, I shouldn't say that. You, I have so much stuff by the end of the week to talk to you about, and I get to like zero of it. I mean, the percentage of what I have to what information I share with you is it's probably probably close to zero. So I'm going to try to blow through some information here. This story is just eating at me, has been eating at me for a day and a half. Uh, and I bet you uh, Subway uh, hates to have any stories about this because it's always ex-Subway pitchman Jared Fogle. Ex-Subway pitchman. I mean, that's what he's known for, and Subway can distance themselves as much as they want. And headlines of ex-Subway is going to be a forever. But he's in the news because... He's in prison, of course, for child pornography and sex abuse. However, he is now on a lawsuit filed Thursday that parents, okay, parents of one of his female victims are to blame for what he describes as her destructive behaviors. Fogel argues in his lawsuit filed Thursday that parents may be responsible for the girl's injuries alleged in a civil lawsuit against him. According to legal documents obtained by People, Fogel alleges the girl's parents, through their actions, caused or significantly contributed to the injuries and damages alleged by Jane Doe in her complaint against the defendants. He says her parents were responsible for Jane Doe's emotional distress because of her hateful and abusive relationship toward each other, which included, but was not limited to, engaging in frequent fighting, arguing between themselves, abusing alcohol and getting drunk, and engaging in frequent fighting, physical abuse, and arguing with Jane Doe. Now, when you first read this, you think, man, what a dirtbag. <laughs> and then you read it again, and you think, man, what a dirtbag. And you read it again and you think, man, I mean, I knew Jared. I met him several times. I liked him. In fact, I, you know, I let him use my computer a few times when he was, uh, you know, at the station. Uh, good thing I'm long, long past that computer. However, he is... Parents may be responsible for the girl's injuries alleged in a civil lawsuit against him. Okay, so he's got a civil lawsuit against him from them. He's filing, you know, he's just, he's uh, returning fire against these people because they want money from him. All right, we're going to have to look into this story a little bit deeper. We're going to talk about this again next week a little bit. I want to find out what the lawsuit from the parents are. I mean, the parents are probably trying to bleed him dry, which... You know, I don't blame, don't blame them at all. But anyway, there you have it. Uh, Ex Subway pitchman Jared Fogel sues the parents of one of his alleged victims because of their destructive behavior. Good band name. Destructive behaviors. Okay. Um, in fact, that's what I want to name my new band: Destructive Behavior. I just decided. All right. Where are we at in the world? 
are robots really going to take over? Are they? Are they really? I've got tons of robot stories here for you. But to start it off, before we get to the robot stories, are they really going to take... Well, no, you know what? Let's start off with how they're going to take over. And then I'm going to go to the story that's going to prove that, you know, maybe we're not quite as far along as we think. Okay. Um, This from Business Insider. Half of U.S. jobs could be taken by robots in the next 20 years. Um, The recent note to clients, a Morgan Stanley team... Uh, showed a chart showing the probability of various jobs becoming uh, automatable. They used data from a recent study uh, by Carl Bitnick Frey and Michael A. Osborne, which found that about 47% of total U.S. employment is at risk of being replaced by machines over the next two decades. Material shift in composition of the labor force would result as demand for low-skilled labor remains robust, as many personal in-person services are not yet replaceable by machines. Hence... The bifurcation in productivity of the workforce. The bifurcation in productivity of the workforce to low and high skilled could be weighing on average productivity growth. Morgan Stanley selected 15 various jobs for their chart. But the bifurcation in productivity of the workforce is low and high skilled would be weighing on average productivity growth. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you. We have pizza being delivered in New Zealand with a drone. Domino's delivering pizza in New Zealand with a drone. And the story is joking around about how much do you tip the drone. Delivery robots coming to Austin and they're coming to other cities. They're already in New Zealand. We told you about the test delivery from 7-Eleven with the flying drone. These drones are coolers on wheels. From Star Starship Technologies, they've created the world's first commercially available autonomous delivery robot. And they uh, tested it in Austin. They want to come back. They're looking at three different markets, package delivery, grocery delivery, restaurant delivery. Something, uh, you know, you'd order online and up comes the delivery cooler to the front door. Kind of cool. I like that. All right. Cities of the future might have drone highways. Cities of the future have a lot of new technology to contend with in the not-so-distant future. Highways will be filled with cars driving themselves, packages being delivered by drones, levitating trains move people even faster. The new world of transportation will need a few changes. The Hong Kong and New York-based designers at Avoid Obvious Architects AOA, I love that name, Avoid Obvious Architects, have an idea of what that could look like. The Avoid Obvious team was invited to submit an idea for redesigning a highway in the Bao'an district of Shenzhen, China. And the resulting design actually suggests making the 12-lane highway smaller. Instead of 12 lanes of elevated road, an enclosed tube route, like a hamster habitat for cars would reduce the amount of vehicle pollution released directly into the air. Oh, God, we can't have that. We've got to be able to have some purification system. Presumably, there would be no need for some kind of... Oh, I... <laughs> and the next paragraph. Presumably, there would be no... There would be need to be some kind of purification system. Yeah, no kidding! 
Just stick you in a tube. You drive in the tube. Nah, don't worry about that. These highways would snake through the city, both above ground and below. Underpasses would be turned into parks with tiny offices for remote work. Top of certain sections of the enclosed highways would be turned into grassy parkways. The transit hubs would have ports for drone parking, and there would be dedicated lanes above ground for drones to fly, keeping them from crashing into each other mid-flight. Yeah, that'd probably be a good idea. (laughs) These people, man. Okay, so then we get to the story of there's 55 trends in robots. From from a trend hunter, okay, and they've got stories on all these different robots that are going to be affecting our lives, and some of them are affecting our lives already. All right, uh, we'll see if we can get through them. Printed robot salamanders, uh, intelligent robotic suitcases. Everybody, you know, loves those things. You either sit on them and ride, or they're like the, uh, you know, they have, uh, you know, their power wheels that you stand on and use it. Uh, do-it-yourself robot creatures. We've already, I mean, I've got 8,000 Transformers in my house. Obstacle-evading drones. Uh, laser warfare drones. Fast food robot chefs. High-speed production drones. Domesticated chore robots. I want one of those. Drone docking street lamps. We told, we've talked about that on the show before. Uh, Auto-steering drones. Agile automated robots, assisted kitchen robots, talkative smartphone toys, landmine detecting drones, collaborative assembly robots, energetic e-fulfillment robots, cooperative industrial robots, mood detecting chatbots, robotic pottery sculptors, spontaneous miniature robots, self-training robots, futuristic bio-hybrid robots, aerospace inspection drones, animal mimicking robots, mind-controlled drones, bio-robotic stingrays, autonomous patrolling robots, AI travel agents, smart electronics manufacturing robots, mind-sweeping hexcopter drones, cash-conscious messenger bots, pain-relieving robotic gloves, biologically accurate artificial muscles, interplanetary balloon gliders, heavy-lifting drones, prostate exam training robots. Wait. Number 20, prostate exam training robots. Number 19, parcel picking robots, chatty self-driving cars, massage giving robots. Wait, what? Trailblazing racing drones. And uh, we talked a little bit about that trailblazing racing zones. You know where and and ESPN already picked up the deal for the drone racing, right? And you know where they're going to use that? <laughs> In the malls because those malls are dying. Super simplified nano drones, self-driving delivery robots, mind-controlled drones, slender six-axis robots, wildfire avoiding drones, and the top ten. Number ten, sausage grilling robots. Number nine, industrial warehouse robots. Number eight, super zoom camera drone. Number seven, restaurant finding AI bots. Space junk cleaners. Emoji deciphering chatbots, robotic printing systems, symbiotic assembly robots, AI-inspired art exhibit. Oh my gosh! And are they? Is the piece of art that they're showing in this picture is gorgeous? <sighs> Number one in the fifty-five 
trend hunter robots for the month of August. Explosion evading robots. Yay. yay. I'll, I'll tweet this story out at uh, Jeffy MRA. I'll put it up on my Facebook page, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio. I may even Instagram it at Jeffy MRA. Now, when I get done taking care of a little business, I'm going to tell you exactly why a lot of this isn't quite ready for day-to-day living. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. This is the, oh my God, just like she said, Jeff Fisher radio program on the Blaze Radio Network. Now, robots. I love them. Look, I'm ready. Look, anytime I'm a lazy American who wants to be part of technology usage if technology makes my life doing things easier i bring it on no problem happy to use it and there's many things on that list that i just went through the 55 different robots that uh, you know are part of our lives a lot of that is part of our lives already we may not recognize it but they're there they're there already. But one of the things that scares me a little, that we're not quite as far along as they think. I mean, we still got a little ways to go. Just a little, a little way to go. Is um, this story from Samsung. They are recalling all their new Samsung Note 7 smartphones worldwide. Why are they doing that? They're catching fire. Massive recall. Samsung's flagship devices. Embarrassing setback. It was unveiled just a month ago. Found a problem with the battery in some of the phones. It was halting in 10 countries. Sales in 10 countries halting. Including South Korea and the U.S. It will offer customers a new product for free in the coming weeks to replace the 2.5 million Galaxy Note 7s that have been sold. Wow. That is Amazing. One of my favorite lines from this story this past week, uh, Samsung uh, had been alerted to, uh, well, after all of this, the news conference that the company held, uh, the company executives declined to comment on exactly how much replacing all the devices would cost. The president of Samsung's mobile communications business, his quote, It's a big amount that is heartbreaking. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, no kidding. Uh, I guess it's probably about 180 million, uh, 180 million, something like that. Maybe it'll end up being more. You know, it will be far more. Some of the stories came home from work, put it into charge for a little bit before I had class. Went to put it in my, uh, put it on my waist, and it caught fire. Yay! Uh, the recall affects uh, 2.5 million units that have been shipped to sellers and buyers. Covers 10, 10 countries. U.S. carriers. Sprint announced on Friday it would offer customers loaner devices. T-Mobile commented, Verizon, AT&T. Hey, we haven't uh, announced an exchange process. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll get to you. They probably have already uh, announced it. How long do you have to send it in? Samsung hasn't announced a hard and fast return window. Said it would begin exchanging and refunding Galaxy Note 7 devices uh, starting uh, September 19th. Wow. Verizon customers have until September 30th to receive a waiver of fees on their Note 7. What are the chances your Note 7 will explode? Great! <laughs> uh, rare. There's, I think that original story said they've got like 35 stories. So, I mean... Probably not going to happen, but obviously it could. How to prevent a battery fire? Don't plug it in. Preventing a battery fire is relatively straightforward, and unless you have a phone prone to exploding like the Note 7, you can usually prevent it by taking these steps. And again, it's also extremely rare. Common sense tips. (laughs) Don't plug it in, stupid. It's going to affect their profits. This is where this is where the one seven hundred seventy nine million that I read, uh, Samsung's profits would fall short of initial projections. You think? Uh, he anticipates a decline in mobile operating profit by up to one hundred and seventy nine million dollars. Um, yeah. Uh, to quote the president, it's a big amount that is heartbreaking. I'm no kidding. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags coming up later on the Blaze Radio Network, all live. Chris Salcedo coming up uh, noon to three on this broadcast. It's his final Saturday broadcast. Wish him farewell. No more. No more Chris on Saturdays, noon to three. I know, I know. Lawrence pushing him out. <laughs> wow. Lawrence Jones will be noon to three starting next Saturday. <laughs> wow. I know. Look, don't look at me like that. I know. I'm with you. <laughs> I I don't know what to say either. I, I have a feeling that Blaze Radio may have made it up to Chris, but I don't know that. I don't know that. 
Chuck in Florida joining us now. Uh, Chuck, how are things in Florida? Hurricane Hermine uh, makes landfall. Hey, this, this is second Florida in Orlando. I, I can barely hear you for all the wind blowing through with Hurricane Hermione. I'm standing here outside of the uh, Universal Studios lot, and people are just – actually, it's a beautiful day. There's nothing wrong out here. Storm's been gone. It's been a wonderful uh, time out here in Orlando. How have you been, Jeffy? Glad to see the storm has kept everybody down. Uh, actually, there yeah. was plenty. There was plenty of damage, though. Uh, I just I realized that one of the nicest things about a tropical storm and or a hurricane coming through is that once it leaves, it is gorgeous. It has been in the mid seventies with a nice, cool, less humid breeze blowing yes, through the park, and very, very few people uh, that would uh, be foolish enough, like a regular Florida man to walk out into a tropical storm to go visit a theme park. But, hey, that's what Florida people do when you live here. That's the time to go. I'm telling you, because once it leaves, man, that is the weather is beautiful. So did you have any – I saw reports in St. Petersburg telling people uh, not to go out in the roads. Uh, Cedar Key was underwater. I mean, any damage yeah. at your place? Are you I mean, family nah, okay? No, no. We had a few uh, sticks to pick up out of the yard. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was about it. Uh, there was some power outages in the neighborhoods nearby us, but uh, we had no uh, uh, lack of electricity. And uh, otherwise, just another windy day. I, a little bit I mean, of rain it was in a, the afternoon. You know, yeah, I'm, it was a small hurricane. To be to be fair, I mean, it, I know it did some damage, and I'm not I'm not downplaying any damage at all because hurricanes suck. But they uh, do. It is a horrible thing to sit and wait for five days to see how bad your house is going to be destroyed right. and then realize that, you know, everybody around you is just, uh, you know, they, they get the brunt of it. I mean, we were in the, uh, what do they call that? The southwest uh, quadrant of the, uh, south, sorry, southeast quadrant right. of the storm. Right. It should have been the worst part of it. And we never got mile, uh, more than 50 mile an hour winds. So, you know, just a bad breeze. Now, again, you're right. Not to downplay it. The, the, you, you need to get out of the way when they tell you to move because, there was a lot of places that were underwater. People lost their cars because they're trying to drive down flooded roads. And sinkholes tend to open up a lot faster when there's, you know, several thousand pounds of water pressure on, on top of them. So. It's funny how that happens. Isn't it, though? <laughs> so, yeah, so, we got out of town and decided to come to Universal Orlando. Had a, a blast with the, uh, the, the cool breezes uh, blowing through here and almost no rain. So are you still spending another day there or are you out of there? Well, we're going to spend the rest of today because it is absolutely gorgeous. There's a few fluffy <laughs> clouds in the sky. And, uh, again, fewer people decided to trudge their way through the water to come out here. But uh, it's virtually gone. Uh, I understand it's way up in North Carolina now. Yes, it is. It's God flying through. Those folks, of course, you know, we don't want anybody to have any damage from this. No, it's flying through the Carolinas, and it will gain strength uh, as soon as it uh, breaks into the East Coast is what they're predicting. However, 50-mile-an-hour uh, winds in St. Pete – uh, you know, I had a couple of trees in front of my house that waited for those days so it would get rid of the dead twigs and be, feel better about itself. So it was okay. Yeah, if a tree is uh, not very healthy, if it's looking sickly at all, you don't want to push it literally with a lot of wind and water soaking the roots so that it can just blow right over. I know, but I'm just saying that, you know, a tropical storm force winds, um, you're okay. Life is okay. For those of you that don't live in Florida, uh, it's okay. Trust me. Mostly you, this is fine. true. I mean, 60-mile-an-hour winds can still blow out windows and such, but uh, it was no, not, you... uh, not not a lot of damage in Florida at all. Now, go have fun at the theme park. Thank you. I hate you. Appreciate it. Take uh, care. Love you, brother. Take care. So 
So there you have it. Uh, in the Tampa Bay, uh, Orlando area, uh, not a lot of uh, Hermain action. But you look at some of the photos, and uh, it's doing some serious damage. So those of you in the path still, uh, and we're in the path, um, I hope everything is okay and get out of the way and do what they tell you to do. Yeah, well, this is the Blaze Radio Network Operation Stormwatch. I love it. I should have the power companies on. A woman in New York says she hasn't stopped crying since an airline mistook her five-year-old for another child and flew him to the wrong city. Now, Maribel Martinez tells New York Daily News she was shocked when JetBlue staffers presented her with another little boy. No, this is not my child. I was freaking out. Her lawyer, she's already got a lawyer, said that the child was supposed to be in Boston. Instead, Martinez's son, Andy, was sent there and took it two hours for the airline to figure out where he was and return him home safely. I thought he was kidnapped. Really? You thought he was kidnapped? How would you think your son was kidnapped? Both accompanied five-year-old boys were boarded in the Dominican Republic. Martinez said her son was wearing a wristband with his name on it, but the other child was carrying Andy's passport. Oh. I find it, I'd like to know how the heck they got on the plane with a wristband and a passport and different names and IDs. Uh, what's your name, Andy? Why doesn't it say that? I, I mean, I just, it's, it's a weird situation. However, um, the boy who mistakenly flown to New York was safely returned to Boston. Uh, we don't know who he was or what happened there. Uh, JetBlue is reviewing how the mix-up occurred. Upon learning of the error, our teams in JFK and Boston immediately took steps to assist the children in reaching their correct destinations. Uh, the children were always under the care and supervision of JetBlue crew members. We realized the situation was distressing for their families. Martinez flew with her son July 28th uh, for a family vacation uh, to the Dominican Republic. She returned home to Manhattan a week later leaving Andy with relatives and buying his return ticket. She paid the extra $100 for JetBlue representative to escort him onto the plane. And they did. It was just the wrong plane. Uh, She was good with, uh, she thought her son was kidnapped. She left him in the Dominican with family members for an extra vacation time. And then when he didn't come home, she thought he was kidnapped. How many of you raise your hand? First thing out of your mind when your if your child was to fly into New York or Boston uh, and you had spent uh, left them in another country uh, to return home, first thought out of your mind: He's been kidnapped. He's been kidnapped. The airline put uh, Andy on a flight to Kennedy the same day and uh, returned him home and returned uh, Martinez's uh, $475 for a returned. It's 475 bucks one way from the Dominican to New York. That's not bad. I gave them uh, a couple thousand dollars in credit. Good. They'll be able to go to, to have some vacation time in Dominican uh, without uh, airline costs for quite some time with JetBlue. I mean, I really, his story frustrates me in many ways. Uh, one, I, I mean, uh, horrible. You never, I mean, you go to pick up your kid and <laughs> here's your kid. Uh, that is not my child. Uh, where's my child? And then you immediately go to, I thought he was kidnapped. Come on now. 
Stop it. Second, uh, by saying, I thought he was kidnapped. It's not going to get you. I mean, you plan on JetBlue giving you a little bit more cash? Probably. I mean, she's already got her lawyer with her. Okay, good. Um, the other kid, we don't know what, uh, why we don't know about the other kid. Why is there no report on the other child who had Andy's passport? Um. Why did Andy give the other kid his passport with the wrist when his wristband had his name on it? Why were these children trying to do a quick double take and play a little funny game with the airlines? Just wondering. Just some questions I have that aren't in the story. That's all. Just wondering. That's all. That's all I'm doing is asking questions, wondering, hmm, I wonder why, I wonder why. Hmm. Yesterday, I hear my wife laughing. <laughs> and I wonder, and I'm here listening to audio of a lady kind of talking to her husband about her and him having a cold in the house and you've all you know we all know the joke of the you know the man gets a cold and can't do anything but the mom still has work to do this particular video uh does keep that myth alive some would say that it's not a myth she probably will will say it's not a myth um I'd like to listen to it and let you hear the man versus the mom cold, uh, the man cold versus the mom cold. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, the website and what this lady does. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of funny. She does. A, she has a really good thing going on. Uh, but this is her uh, video vlog blog, uh, the man cold versus the mom cold. Maybe not. Maybe we don't have them. What do you need? Yeah, I know you don't feel good. I don't feel good either. No, I have the same cold that you have. I'm pretty sure you gave me this cold. I can't lay down in bed and pet your back. I have things I have to do. Let me get you some juice. You need Tylenol? I've already felt your head. You don't have a fever. I'm not checking your head again. You're perfectly fine. I will check your head one more time. Yeah, you still don't have a fever. I know that you feel like you're going to die, but you're not going to die. I will dig a hole, kick you into the hole, and cover you up. You just have a cold. I understand that you're achy. I am achy too. I'm doing laundry. No, you do not have the Ebola. I promise you, you do not have the Ebola. No, no. I don't think it's swine flu either. Nope, nope. Pretty sure it's just a cold. I don't really have that much empathy because I as well have the exact same cold you do and I am doing laundry and dishes and dealing with the kids. You obviously need more rest due to the fact that you're a big baby man child. Right. I know. I'm a terrible wife. I I hear ya. Can I go finish what I'm doing? Thank you. (laughs) 
and vacuum she keeps it. Coming what into do you the need? Bedroom. It's too loud. The vacuum is hurting your ears. You need soup. Of course you need soup. You need chicken soup, obviously. Yes, because you don't feel well. Would you like me to check my purse for your ball so you can man up a bit? Okay, that's rude because you're sick. I should really be more compassionate. I know, but it's funny because I'm also just as sick. I'm going to keep working. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Are you? What? I don't think the bump that's on your foot is gangrene. I don't think you get gangrene from a cold. I'm, I'm pretty sure. <sighs> You're violently ill. You could die at any moment. I understand, but I still have stuff to do. Because it'll be better for all of us if you're just unconscious. Uh, I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> I have your soup. Yes, it's chicken noodle. No, star noodles? Your mom makes chicken soup with star noodle? I'm not she, making she chicken noodle soup that. with stars. You're, she you're a grown man. Freaking chicken noodle like, soup. Just try it. it. It's too hot? Are you kidding me? You need an ice cube? You have lost Nobody your puts ice cube in the chicken mind. soup. Has this cold gone straight to your brain? Oh, for the love. I will be right back. Okay, I just got off the phone with the attorney. He's going to come by. I know it's after hours, but he wanted to make sure that we drafted your will, you know, in case this one is the one that does you in. Yeah, obviously, it's pretty serious. My jokes aren't funny. You know what's not funny? You in the fetal position like you're a child and you're a grown man. Okay. I'm sick. All right, I love you too, and I hope you feel better, but I'm going to leave this time. I'm not coming back. Okay, enjoy the rest of your man cold. Very, very funny. Meredith Masani on her uh, website, uh, that's inappropriate.com. That's inappropriate.com. Uh, very good. Life is messy, and it's okay to talk about it. You're listening to The Jeff Fisher Show, The Blaze Radio Network. Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. So much more uh, to get to today. I, I've got uh, <laughs> I got some amazing stories. Plus, you're going to find out exactly what the Facebook Live is going to be today after the radio show with Brad Staggs. Um, it's going to be another exciting broadcast. Another exciting broadcast. You can count on that. Dubai. Opens the world's largest indoor theme park. Makes you want to go to Dubai, doesn't it? The city that already houses the world's tallest building and world's most luxurious hotel. The world's world's largest indoor theme park added right now. One billion dollars. 28 football fields called IMG Worlds of Adventure. The park features rides with characters from Cartoon Network, Disney's Marvel Universe, including Spider-Man and the Hulk. Huh? Come on now. By the time Dubai hosts the World Expo in 2020, they want $20 million coming just to see the theme park. Oh, yeah. The experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 
on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Welcome to the Jeff Fisher Radio Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Two hours ago, I started this radio show telling you about Joe Pag's daughter missing uh, yesterday. been three days, and he used uh, social media to attempt to find her. He wanted her home. I don't blame him. His 16-year-old daughter was missing. He gave an update of who she could possibly be with, this Christopher Lee Fretwell. Well, Joe Pags just posted a quick video. Uh, it's four minutes long on his Facebook page. Uh, great news about his daughter. Um, and I want to play that for you so that you know that it is good news and it was thanks to you that she was found. Let's play that right now, please. All right, Facebook, it is uh, your boy Joe Pags. I've got an amazing update, and uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still a little sleepy. It's been a very, very long night, but uh, my daughter Gabby has been found. She is safe um, uh, without giving too many details. She and, and the, the person that I put out his name, this Fretwell person, uh, were found near the border, and uh, we, we have to go get her now. She is safe. She is healthy. Um, well, being checked out at a hospital, but as far as we understand, she's, she's safe. She's with us. Thank God. Um, and, and this guy is in custody. Um, good. I can't give any more details than that other than to say, I, it's the joy of a father that I can't, I can't really truly express through a camera, um, through social media, but I want to thank every single person, millions and millions of you saw this yesterday. Millions and millions of you retweeted it. Millions and millions of you um, shared it on Facebook. Millions and millions of you made phone calls and researched him on social media and called his friends or former friends or anybody who'd, who'd ever known him. Millions of you um, contacted me. I, I can't begin to express the thanks that I have to each and every one of you. I truly believe, and, and I think social media is a scary, scary place sometimes, but I truly believe because of this resource we were able, well, we don't have her back yet, but we will be able to have our daughter back. We're, we're heading out now to go get her. Um, I can't begin to thank the Kamal County Sheriff enough. I can't begin to thank the San Antonio Police Department enough. I can't be, be, begin to, to thank the U.S. Marshals enough. I can't thank every agency that heard my plea and saw this on Facebook and Twitter um, for jumping into action. I mean, from everywhere. I mean, Reno, Nevada, to to Tucson, Arizona, to Florida, to New York. I've been hearing from everybody, to California. Amazing, amazing radio stations, amazing, amazing um, listeners on those radio stations. Truckers have been engaged. The Border Patrol, I can't begin. I, I, I keep on saying I can't begin, but I, there's, there's nowhere to start. There are no words of thanks and gratitude that a, a sick-to-death, scared-to-death father... Um, can give to these agencies. The Border Patrol was unbelievable. And again, Kamal County, SAPD, the uh, U.S. Marshals, the state police, everybody has been in on this. And again, the update is, please spread this to everybody because millions of people still retweeting and resharing. Gabby Pagnarulo, my daughter, our 16-year-old little girl, has been found. She is safe. 
and we're heading out right now to go and get her, and we're we're going to go far and wide. No matter where we have to go, I, I can't give you exact details on that, but we're going to go get her. We're going to bring her home, and the healing begins. I owe everybody who's watching this right now, from my soul, a debt of gratitude. And trust me when I say, I have your back, and I owe you one big time. Thank you. Thank God. Miracles are answered, and everybody who even thought about this, gave any brain space or heart space to, to our plight and our little girl, we owe you big time, and we love you. We love you a lot. We'll talk to you very soon. Um, please spread this around. I'll continue to, to put this on social media and elsewhere to let everybody, everybody in the Pags Peeps Brigade who's out there trying to help us, you did. No matter what you did, no matter how big, how little, you helped us. Thank you. Thank God. God bless you all. We'll talk very soon. Amazing update. Great to know. Cannot wait to see, uh, hear exactly uh, what happened. And maybe we will never know exactly what happened because it, uh, you know, it's it's for his family. And I hope that uh, hope and pray that everything is okay. And as you heard Joe say, the healing begins. So perhaps there's you know a little bit more to the family story than than we know or that we'll ever know. But at least he has his daughter back, thanks to you. Uh, you heard him say social media is a scary thing, but it, this is what makes it worthwhile, right? Stories like this is what makes social media worthwhile. So good news for the uh, Pags family and good news for you in social media world that uh, you did something good. You did something good. Congratulations. And on behalf of Joe Pags, thank you. We also started the show telling you about an earthquake uh, here. Uh, started in the epicenter was Oklahoma. Uh, in Pawnee, Oklahoma, uh, they're telling you, uh, do not go to the town to help. Uh, if you are not asked to respond there by emergency services, please stay away. Contact loved ones by text. Uh, do not go to Pawnee. The roads are left open for emergency crews and other responders. So, wow, some serious damage in uh, Oklahoma for the 5.6 earthquake earlier this morning as it was felt all the way uh, throughout uh, the Midwest, uh, including uh, North Texas. Okay, welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh, a little programming update. Chris Salcedo uh, coming up uh, later today, uh, right after this broadcast. Uh, it's his final Saturday broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Man. Pushed out by Lawrence Jones, who starts next Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. And then Mike Slatter, Slater and then uh, Joe Paggs uh, is on. Although uh, I'm guessing it's probably going to be a best of today since he's going to be out uh, you know, getting his daughter and bringing her back. So I would look for uh, live updates on his Facebook page. And uh, kind of figure that uh, the Saturday broadcast uh, will be a best of uh, today on the Blaze Radio Network instead of alive. Uh, one of the stories that caught my attention uh, last night that was, uh, we may just go through a bunch of headlines. I, uh, we miss so much uh, during the week and every day we try to bring you the news and try to bring you what's going on. And then, you know, breaking news with, uh, you know, Joe Pag's family. Of course, we're going to talk about that and try to get that taken care of. And you did. You heard about it, you responded, and it turned out well, thank God. 
But this story, I clicked on for some strange reason, and it talked about the top five strangest photos of World War II. And I was like, well, you know, I've seen all these World War II stories and, you know, pictures, and, uh, you know, I wanted to see. And I was like, all right, I'll watch. You know, it's, some of it's pretty fascinating. But it, this one actually gave me some information I didn't know. And I would love to have this as part of our museum. And I'm going to uh, – I would, would bet that uh, hopefully uh, – Someone uh, that has uh, has a museum. Who has a museum that needs stuff? Who? Ha- oh, I know Glenn Beck and uh, Mercury One. Uh, in this video of this story, it talks about um, the beer bombing Spitfires that were flying beer to Normandy in the summer of 1945 until flights were banned by the most unlikely government agency. Then there was Disney's attempt to make gas masks look less scary for kids, a design which even won an award, although they never were needed. Man, wouldn't you like to see one of the Disney gas masks? In the early months of 1945, George S. Patton Jr. set up a command and commanded a ghost army so the German army would think the D-Day landing took place somewhere else and not at Normandy. Every trick was used inflatable tanks included. Man, wouldn't you like to see an inflatable tank? Yes. Those two things alone, an inflatable tank and a Disney gas mask. Come on now. And even more extraordinary was uh, a mad Jack Churchill, probably the only soldier who went into combat with a claymore and a longbow, using the longbow to kill an enemy soldier. And then uh, the top, and number five, is the Battle of Los Angeles, during which thousands of rounds of ammunition were fired at imaginary Japanese planes that were nowhere near the city. (laughs) It was just mass hysteria uh, taking over for common sense. Amazing. I absolutely would love to have an inflatable tank from World War II, uh, the D-Day landing uh, from the Ghost Army, and the Disney gas mask for kids that won the award. Those would be really two cool things that were not at this last Mercury Museum. I'll guarantee you that. But the next one we have, those two items need to be there, and I'm going to fight for that. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt. But... I'm still going to fight for it because it's really, really cool to think about. Now, do we have time to go through some of these? All right, I tell you what. Um, I am feel happy for Joe Pags and his family right now. All right, his daughter's back, or at least they know where she is. She's safe. She's alive, and the. Uh, well, Joe didn't call him this. I will. The dirt bag that she was with is in custody. And uh, hopefully that will remain to be for quite some time. He was almost 30. She was 16. That should tell you something in itself. We'll get to a whole much more in a little bit. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
Jeff Fisher. Welcome to it. 888-900-3393. You know, I just happened to have my uh, Facebook open here in front of me, and um, and it was, you know, we were just listening to the Joe Pags audio that his daughter was found. Um, thank God. But as I was just kind of sitting here during the commercials and I was scrolling up and down, I see this video that is absolutely amazing. And, in fact, the... The person who posted this uh, on my timeline, uh, the quote is, this is amazing, with an exclamation point. Uh, During, uh, and you may have seen it already, and you might be saying, "Um, Jeff, where have you been? Uh, This is, uh, you know, you're behind by eight hours. That's uh, that's social media for you. Have you seen this? Yeah, I saw it uh, it, uh, this morning. Man, you're way behind. But uh, during a C-section... Uh, the sack didn't burst. And so on this table is the baby in the sack. And it's outside of the womb. And it's still receiving oxygen, obviously, and the nutrients from the umbilical cord. Um, and it's it's still in the sack uh, from, the, from the womb. And it's this child. And it's absolutely amazing. And it, as you know, I mean, I have children. Uh, so I am not a uh, fan of uh, abortion, um, and I believe that life begins, um, I don't know, like when you know it's life. Uh, are you pregnant? Yes. Okay, there's life inside of you. Um, some would say it's even before then, Jeff. Uh, really? There's a baby in there even before you know it? I know that. But until you know it, it ain't life. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll go. That's an argument we can have on another day. It, that's uh, an argument of time, not uh, of life. I don't. I mean, it's just, I'm sorry, but if you look at that and tell me that you could kill that, well, of course not, Jeff. I mean, that's almost a baby. That's that's a that would be murder. Um, Planned Parenthood doesn't want to do that to babies. Are you kidding? That's when they know they're a baby. It's before then that they're not a baby. Uh huh. So at what point the argument of at what point does it become life so that you can kill it is such crap to give. I can't. I didn't want to get into the abortion talk. I'm just telling you, I'm going to share this video on my Facebook page, uh, at Jeff Fisher Radio, and uh, it is pretty amazing. That's all. It's just an amazing thing to see. Um, you've all been through it. If you have children, you know you know how babies are born, and you know where hence they come from. Don't you? Yes, you do. Okay, so anyway, as I was telling you earlier, you know, every week... We go through, you know, a, a million stories. And it's, obviously, it's not a million, but you know what I'm talking about. But so many stories just get left in the heat bin of Storyland because we just don't have time. So, I mean, I was looking at some of the stories that we have that, you know, I'd love to talk to you about um, that we just, you know, are never going to have time uh, to get to. 
like the Lena Dunham story, who accuses Odell Beckham Jr. of giving her the cold shoulder uh, at uh, at the awards at an awards ceremony. Uh, Lena, uh, if he talked to you in a sweet voice, you'd con- complain that he hated women or that all he wanted was sex, and it was it was vocal rape. But when he doesn't pay attention to you, he's bad that way too. Agonizing. I don't blame him for not talking to you either, Lena. You were agonizing. Um, Venezuela. That country is on fire. People are storming the streets in Venezuela for food. Um, How the world's biggest tech companies could wriggle out of all privacy regulations. They're getting some help from Washington there. I know it's a surprise. A dragon lady, a plastic surgeon, warns on the dangers of body modification. This we may do because I've got a bunch of things, uh, the craziest things that people have implanted in their bodies. So we may, I may get back to body modification story. I may put that on the heap of we'll get to it on the show. Uh, we've got uh, Rutgers students uh, speak necessary, uh, uh, only speak when necessary because we don't want to offend other classmates. Microaggressions. Dancing with the Stars. We talked a little bit about that on Pat and Stu. Ryan Lotke is going to be on there. Amber Rose. Rick Perry is going to be on the next Dancing with Stars along with uh, Vanilla Ice and somebody else. I mean, it's just a stupid, fascinating story. Uh, South Carolina apartment complex residents warn about a clown trying to lure kids into the woods. We've done clown stories before. The two clown stories that I can recall doing on this show before, both were not about clowns trying to come and take your children. They were just scary clowns that were, you know, would show up for parties and you'd pay to be the, the mean clown. And all of a sudden he would just show up on a street corner and there's this ugly clown standing on the corner. That's good stuff. Now, the clown trying to uh, lure children into the woods, uh, bad. Just so you have me on, just so you have me on record for that, uh, bad. Uh, we got uh, the Bruno Mars uh, wedding singer at the Spotify CEO party. All the bigwigs of the world, Facebook, uh, what's-his-face, uh, was there, Zuckerberg. And anytime that you have world stars playing at your wedding, you know you've got a little bit of cash. Okay, because Bruno's not showing up for free, just so you know. Um, Chicago, most violent month ever since, uh, you know, before time began, shootings in in Chicago. Uh, China regulated curb news that promotes Western lifestyles. They they don't want people to know in China, uh, no, we just want to curb the news. Yeah, you know what that means? Uh, Yeah, no, don't put any news in, in any kind of... Any kind of news about Western style of life or you'll be killed. Now, those are just some of the stories that are left on the heap pile of news that we try to get to to you each week. And it just don't have the Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jeff Fisher show. Wow. Sad sad news out of the city of New York. I mean sad news. And for those of you that are in the New York area, 
the five boroughs. This story, man, do I feel sorry for you. I do. I do. Uh, New York, uh, the city that never sleeps with anyone. New Yorkers these days aren't having much sex. Wow. More adults, even young ones, remaining, well, they say abstinent, but I say no sex. Uh, a post analysis of the city health department data, nearly a third of all of the city's adults said they had not had intercourse or oral sex in a year. Wow. New York, what are you doing? <laughs> wow. I mean, that is sad, really. In other news, Mother Teresa uh, becomes a saint this weekend. Half a million people expected to attend the canonization of Mother Teresa at Vatican on Sunday. Transmitted live to Catholic audiences worldwide. Two-hour mass, St. Peter's Square this Sunday. Saint Mother Teresa after this Sunday. And that comes at a time when Catholic schools, I don't know, so let's pick a city. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, here in the United States of America, is fighting a school that's saying parents must allow their children in an explicit sexual education program, and you can't opt out. You're not going to be able to opt out. We're going to teach your children this sexual, this human sexuality course, and you can't do a damn thing about it. And you heard me. Yes, I used damn, referring to the Catholic Church and the diocese of Nashville. When all the all the upper class of the Catholic Church, oh, of course you can opt out. Of course you can. Of course you can. Get down to the diocese of Nashville. Uh no. Uh, no, you're not going to be able to opt out. You have to take that. Uh, it's either, it's either, uh, it's either that or pull them out of the school altogether. Those are the rules. Uh, this is going on at the same time that Mother Teresa, that I mentioned, Mother Teresa is going to be canonized in Vatican this Sunday, St. Peter's Square, two-hour mass. So, congratulations to the Catholic Church on that. Other great news. Great news. And I mean great news. Okay. Now you know that the U.S. and China together (laughs) are responsible for 40% of the world's carbon emissions. Wow. Okay. Um, The U.S., and China have now formally joined a pack on the Paris climate deal. Yes. Yes. The Paris deal is the world's first comprehensive climate agreement. It will only come into force legally after it's ratified by at least 55 countries, which between them produce 55% of the global carbon emissions. 
And once, I mean, now that uh, the U.S. and China are together, um, you know, the other 55 countries will come on board because it's going to be about, oh, I don't know, money. So good news that this administration is getting this taken care of uh, before he leaves office. Wow, and there's a picture here, President Obama uh, shaking hands uh, with uh, the head of uh, China. And he looks old, man. These last eight years have taken a toll. I mean, I know all the presidents look older when they leave office. It's a tough gig. I got it. But, man, he has taken a beating the last eight years. Wow. 23 nations so far ratified the agreement. Uh, those, those nations uh, are only accountable for 1%. Now, good thing about China is that there's no more stories coming out of China that their smog problem from the emissions is getting is getting worse because it's getting better, right? We don't hear those stories at all. Oh, wait. Yeah, we do. Because we'll believe everything they tell us. Oh, they signed a pact with us. We have to believe them, right? Right. Ugh. Agonizing. All right. Last week we talked about Burning Man out in Nevada, Black Rock. I'm so it's a week later now, and you know what happens today? You know what happens in just a little over ten hours from right now? The man burns. Okay, yeah, the man burns. You can watch the live stream. I'm fired up about it. The man burns. However, let me say this to you. Today, immediately following this Blaze Radio broadcast, I follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA or Facebook Jeff Fisher Radio. On the Blaze Facebook page, Brad Staggs and myself will do a live Facebook. We are going to have our own man burn here in Texas, in our own Black Rock desert town, Black Rock City here in Irving, Texas. We're going to have our own man burn. We want to participate in the burning of the man in Black Rock City with burning man. I will not let them do it alone. So my family last night created the Jeff Fisher Radio Blaze Facebook Live Brad Staggs Burning Man to be burned live on Facebook Live today. I'd like to set a time. I don't have a countdown. We could set a time. We could say the man burns at noon central. So 1 p.m. Eastern. Mercury Man Burns. (laughs) I am so fired up. The Mercury Man is badass. Made for my wife and my daughter last night. My son may have even helped. All I know is I got up and our man to burn was ready for me when I got up to come in today. And we're going to burn that bad boy today. We're having our own burning man. Right here in black, our own Black Rock City, 
Irving, Texas. I refuse to be outdone by Burning Man. And it's not even be about being undone or outdone. It's about participating in what Burning Man stands for. And participating in the great Burning Man principles of radical inclusion, gifting, decommodification, radical self-reliance, radical self-expression, communal effort, civic responsibility, leaving no trace, participation, immediacy, Mercury Man, Jeff Fisher Radio's Mercury Man, Burning Today on Facebook Live, I personally can't wait. (laughs) I am fired up for Mercury Man Burning today, 12 noon central. And then I'll send out a link to the countdown clock for Burning Man stream. I will say this, just for the record, just so we're clear. I'm participating. I want to be a part of I just of the whole Black Rock City Burning Man. I know they've got, you know, 100,000 people out there in the desert ready to watch the man burn. And they've got the live stream up, countdown clocks up. So it's not, I'm not trying to outdo Burning Man. I just want to participate and feel what you feel. When you watch the man burn out there in Black Rock City, I want you to feel the same thing from me that I feel from them. But I want to be clear that our burning man, the Mercury man burning, that's going to take place at noon central, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Facebook Live, on the Blaze Facebook Live page, He's a not, not quite as big as the Burning Man man. He's a little bit smaller. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. The Jeff Fisher Show returns on the Blaze Radio Network. That it does on the Blaze Radio Network. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. Uh, thank you for helping Joe Pags get his daughter back safely. Well, she's you know he's going to get her right now. They were at the border. Uh, the uh, human that is in the same Facebook post that was uh, with her, uh, Joe said uh, on uh, that uh, he was with her when they found her, his daughter, and that he is in custody now. Good. So pray for Joe and let's make sure that, you know, let's hope that his family uh, works out whatever problems they had. But uh, for sure it was great news that he got his daughter back uh, safely. And uh, he's going to get her right now. So what would you do if 
a big snarling bear came out after you, what would you do? Well, in Japan, this happened. And instead of trying to outrun the beast, an Asian black bear, the fisherman in Japan decided, I'm going to karate this bear. So he turned and started fighting. (laughs) I thought it's either I kill him or he kills me. Now, the plucky fisherman managed to get back into his car, get himself to the hospital because there was a little damage to his leg. <laughs> Big surprise uh, that the bear actually, uh, you know, did some damage to the human. But uh, he did make it back to his car. Amazingly, uh, his line of, it's either I kill him or he kills me, uh, wasn't exactly altogether true. Um, he had injuries to his head, his arm, and his leg, and um, the Asian black bear was uh, uh, still away, uh, still alive. Uh, but he did poke the bear in the eye, which sent the bear, you know, backing the bear off. So that's kind of cool, right? What would you do if that Asian black bear came up on you? Now, the correct answer here in Texas would be shoot it. In Japan, for the fishermen, it's like, oh, you know, I got I know karate. So we're good there, right? Right. All right, Chris Salcedo coming up immediately following this broadcast on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, remember, today is his final day uh, doing Saturdays, uh, noon to 3 for the Blaze Radio Network. Um, being pushed out by Lawrence Jones, who starts uh, that, that shift next Saturday on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, so give him a call and give him your condolences. Uh, let him know uh, that uh, let him know that you're that you're pissed. That you're pissed that Lawrence is pushing him out and not letting him do Saturdays noon to three. And I will say he may have news that says, "Well, it's not really that bad a thing for me." Really, uh, Chris is probably you know hopefully you know doing something else. And not just doing nothing on the Blaze Radio Network. That's possible. Like, for instance, did I tell you that yesterday was the last day for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network? Now, I I love Jay, and and it's sad to see him go. But that that means means there's some kind of something happening there on weekdays. I don't know, though. I don't know what could be. I don't know what who could be taking Jay's place. Um, weekdays, three to five on the Blaze Radio Network. <laughs> Weird. All I know is that Salcedo is this last Saturday, and uh, Lawrence Jones pushing him out. That's all I know. Okay, just telling you. So, call Chris and let him know how sad you are that he won't be doing Saturdays noon to three anymore. Have a great week. We'll see you back here next Saturday. Uh, don't forget uh, Facebook Live, uh, Mercury Man Burning, Noon Central, uh, Talking Fear, Walking Dead. Tomorrow will be posted on the podcast, and I'll get you a joke of the week, too. I've got to I've gotta do the joke of the week. And uh, remember that uh, that stuff that you've got on right now, those clothes you're wearing, gee, I wouldn't really wear those all day. 
Nope, uh, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Just saying. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.